Good evening. Welcome. Don't sit down. Don't sit down. This is a Miracle Sunday. It's not a time to sit down right now. It's time to stand up. Time to be engaged in our heart. There's such a sense of expectation in our church and what God's doing in our lives right now. I was uh, sharing this morning and I, uh, at breakfast with Danielle just about, the, for me, the tremendous sense of anticipation about what is happening spiritually in this day. We named it Miracle Sunday uh, as a prophetic statement because of a prophecy from Pastor Phil Pringle earlier in this year that in the doors, in the doors, in the months of June, July, we would see doors open in terms of property and buildings for our church. Things that we've been praying and fasting and prophesying and agreeing for over years. And at the end of last year, God said, uh, it's done now. It's just a matter of timing. So that's why we're partying this year. We're praising. We're not fasting. You can fast if you want. But as a church, we're not fasting. We're just praising. And it feels like, okay, this is what it feels like. It feels like a season in the life of our church um, about 17 years ago. And we had a similar series uh, or similar season where our church met in the Kiwana Community Center uh, week in, week out. We're on pack up and set down every week. Our, our teams do a great job here every week, but we don't have to pack up and set down the whole stage and all the music equipment and all the sound and everything. But we used to have to do that. And we tried to get a building and we got knocked back. And so our faith as a church had been knocked around. And when we became the senior pastors, one of our first goals was to get a permanent building that we could lease as a church. And so we, we were in a very similar season. We were preaching about faith. We were preaching about taking crazy steps of faith. Uh, we, were, we were preaching about all the things that unlock miracles, uh, fasting, praying. And we found this building as a, as a leadership team in Main Drive. Uh, it's, we called it the Green Building because it's green. Uh, but at that, that, at that point, uh, the, the Kiwana Baptists are there right now. But we discovered this building. We thought this would be a great building for our church. It really it resonated in us. This is our church's building. So we began to do what we do because we're like the crazy faith church. That's, that's you and I. So we began to do what we do. And so we, we had half nights of prayer. We stood on the other side of the road at Lake Kiwana. We prophesied over the building. We walked around the building. I remember I used to, on a Sunday night, I would drive from Caloundra to the Kiwana Community Center on my way to church, and I'd always drive down Main Drive. God, that's our building. You're going to give us that building. The only problem was there was a panel beater in that building who his name was James, and he had a long-term lease. He'd spent a lot of money setting up and he had no intention of leaving and so we would say we would go and see James and go hey mate do you want to move because this would just be a great building for our church and he was nice but he's like no I'm not moving I've spent this money to do this and this and this and uh, I've got a long-term lease uh, so do you mind if we talk to the owner okay we talked to the owner we were in the owner hey we'd really love to rent that building would you be against that and he goes well the guy's got a long-term lease I can't kick him out but if you can convince him to leave then you can have that church that building for your church we're like okay so we're, we're praying and we're fasting and we're speaking the promises of God over it and so and James is like not moving not 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 moving we just keep her just you know we're like the relentless widow and eventually um, we, we said well James um, I don't know this is a bit weird but if we were to use this as a church we'd need what's called a material change of use from council council would have to approve this it's about a three or four month process 
We know you're not moving, but would you mind if we put a sign up out the front and, add, and an ad in the newspaper and add an application to change the use of the building? The owner's like, well, you can do it. James is like, sure, but I'm not moving. We're like, that's fine. It's just another step. So we just take another step and we're praying and praying. And, and then after that, we, we, we've almost got it approved and it's June and we decided we should have our first ever church uh, building fund, like what we're doing right now. We should give for the opening of doors. We should, we could, we should uh, give. And so as a church with a couple of hundred people, we gave about $240,000, uh, which was phenomenal. And something happened. Because when you give to God, things happen. When you three, The three big powerful things spiritually that Jesus talks about, He says when you give, when you fast, and when you pray. And He talked about these, in, in, and it's the Bible records, and he, and he talks about how to do it. He said, when you do those things, so we did all those things. We brought an offering to God, and I tell you, something shifted that day in the Spirit. Within a couple of weeks, we had our approval. James agreed to move. We're like, cool, here's a whole army of guys with youths and try to move him out of there. And, uh, and then we had our first ever uh, dedication service and it was literally a concrete shell and still, there were still panel beating cars in there. It was awesome. And we moved from, transform, from transforming cars to transforming lives for the glory of God. That's, that's what happened. And I've got to tell you, over the next three years, our church doubled and then another 50% again in the next three years. It, was, it wasn't just about a building. It was about a spiritual ceiling being broken through for the church. And that's what today feels like to me. That's what feels like is happening in the spirit for our church right now. Doors are being opened. God's releasing things in this place tonight. If, you, if you're new and you haven't been around a while, uh, we're, we're, in a, we're a crazy church who believes the promises of God. We're, we've got land we're believing to sell for a ridiculous price. We found land in uh, opposite the union called Power Road that we want to buy and develop. We've got this whole strategy for it. It just needs, oh, what, about four major miracles. But you came to a miracle-believing church. And today, we've called Miracle Sunday. So, so now you can high-five your neighbor, say, I'm glad I'm in a crazy faith church. And as you grab your seat, let's have a little look at our Vision Builders clip with our directors, David and Marina. Thank you. Come on, that's today. And here is one of those, he, he's not a paid model, he is a real person. And uh, he and Marina do a great job as our, as our vision builder directors. Uh, that means you've got a team of people, Dave. 
Yes, we do. Okay, yes, we have, we have our Vision Builders team. So what they're going to do um, over the coming two, three weeks is when you fill out your pledge, they're going to actually give you a call. Yes. So anyone that hasn't pledged before, this is your first time, maybe you may have questions right. if your financial situation has changed. Any kind of questions that you have in regards to your pledge, Good. You'll, be able to, you'll be able to ask them. And I'll check your writing to make sure that wasn't an extra zero, just to be really clear on yeah. uh, Usually what it was. Usually we just take that as a given, but yeah, 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 no, yeah. No, it, okay. it will awesome. be double-checked by the team. And so then over the year, so what we're talking about today is, is uh, people bring an offering. If you're a vision builder, if you're a visitor to our church, absolutely no obligation to be involved in this. Right. We do do this as a church because we're passionate about reaching our community. So if you're, if you're not a member of our church and you're a guest tonight, just watch and, in, and enjoy the passion that people have to make right. a difference in people's lives, okay? Right. Uh, okay, so so then over the year, that team, what, what happens? If I make a pledge tonight yep. for the so next 12 months? Yep, so a few things will happen. Yep. So you'll get written statements every quarter as well from right. the church that'll update you how far you've gone with awesome. your pledge, what you may have um, to awesome. go. Yep. And, um, and just if you, if as I said, if anything changes, you'll have that team behind you as well right. to pray with you. So you're not alone in this. That's what yep. this team's for. It's really your support. Right. So if you have any questions. Say, what can we pray for? Exactly anything? right. And Fantastic. then and we'll stand together for you, not only to complete this, but to, to prosper, because that's what this is all about. Fantastic. Excellent. Love it. Um, now, we've got um, three specific levels that, that are detailed on your seat as the Vision Builders brochure. And so we've got these three levels that are kind of aspirational levels. levels. We introduced them last year. Uh, the level of your giving doesn't equal the, the level of your value around here. Yes. You're valued whether you give or don't give. You're, you're, part of the, you're part of the church, part of the family. But these levels are, because I know people like to aspire to different things. So just explain those yep. three levels. Yeah. And also, like we came here seven years ago and we had no clues like, oh, what should we give? What, what do other people give? Right. Like what kind of sacrifice people make? So this was great for me to understand, okay, so there's people operating at all different levels. Yep. So there's, uh, there's our army of faithful believers. Come on. So Anyone that Love gives anywhere army. from zero to two and a half thousand dollars. Awesome. Then we've got our ground takers, two and a half thousand to five thousand dollars. Yes. And then those people that, that really have the gift of giving on their lives yes. and that are financially able to do so, we've got our vision investors that's five grand and above. Fantastic. Awesome. So, yeah. I mean, the range of giving in our church, say this last 12 months, would have been anywhere from $25 over the 12 months up to. Up to sixty grand. Up for to sixty thousand dollars over the whole year. So yeah. quite quite a variety uh, across the year. And so it's just helping people go. Well, where do I sit in, in that right. in that uh, vicinity? Fantastic. Yeah. I was going to ask you one more question. What was it? Um, how to complete these cards? Uh, yes. T uh, yep. Well, the cards are there. I think they're yep. fairly so self-explanatory. White is um, white is for um, to to hand in, and the black ones for you to keep. Yes. So again, these are these are just to remind you over the year. And, um, and I use them actually to pray over. Right. So, so every, every, every month and stuff like that, and when I come here for the prayer meetings, yes. I just remember that card and I pray the promises that God spoke and Very over good. us, um, over that card and just reminding him of what he's going to do. Fantastic, Dave. Awesome. All right, guys. Thank you, David and Marina. Great job. You can see those guys at any point and ask their questions. I can't quite read that, Dan. Sorry. Oh, yes, that's what the question was, the third question. Uh, if people want to roll over... I don't mean like a dog rollover. I mean, uh, so let's say I made a pledge last year and by the 30th of June, I haven't been able to fulfill that. What do, what do I do? Yeah, so just roll up. It's, it, yeah, we roll it over. So what that means is if you, let's say, let's say I pledged five grand and I was only able to fulfill $3,000 of that. Yep. Then this year, 
may be different to my situation last year. So I say, okay, this year I know I'm going to complete two, so I'm going to pledge that. And Plus then, whatever else you and, feel. And whatever else. Right. So, so okay. yeah, just roll that so over. So just write a note on your thing. I'm rolling over a couple of grand plus this and put the, the total, the new total down. Exactly going right. Going forward. Because, yeah, it's, it's a promise to God. So really take your pledge serious. But Fantastic. But if things do change, roll it over and then just complete that in the, yeah. in the following so, so, year. Look, it might take three years for some people. And that's totally cool. So, exactly right. Fantastic. Thank you, David. Thank you, Dan. Good job for reminding me. All right. So tonight... Uh, we have three what we call Emerge Preachers. So tonight is like an Emerge Night, and you're going to hear from three fantastic young adults who are on fire for God, have a great revelation around this area. Uh, it's a passion of mine. I want to see people prosper in their whole lives. And the full gospel of Jesus Christ means prospering in your health, it means prospering emotionally, it means prospering in your heart, prospering in your thinking, prospering in your relationships, prospering in your money. And so as a church, we will take a little bit of time each year to talk about prospering in your money and giving is one of God's ways to get prosperity happening in your lives. So tonight you're going to hear from three outstanding young leaders in our church. So the very first one, his name is Sam Byrne, and Sam is one of the great uh, leaders in our church. You might see him sometimes on the bass guitar up here. He runs a great young adult connect group. He's been done the internship program in our church. He's been involved in youth and all sorts of different leadership roles. He's a qualified psychologist and he's a smart man. If he's having a conversation asking you lots of questions, be careful how you answer. Just be careful. He's also single, but that's not the issue for tonight. He's a great young man in our house. Why don't you stand and welcome Sam Burr. Thank you very much. Hey, how are you doing, church? You may grab your seat. Thank you very much. Um, Band, you can also grab your seat. Thank you, guys. Wow, Pastor John, thank you for the single plug. I'll take that. Um, I also wanted to honor, before I start, um, a a good friend of mine, Daniel Frecker. for those of you who don't know, Dan was actually the first Connect Group that I came into. And so, um, yeah, man, just your friendship and your, and your wisdom and guidance over the years have probably been the main reason that I'm still here today. So I just wanted to honor you and love you and you're amazing and what you and Ebony are doing in Melbourne. Yeah, come on. is absolutely amazing. So um, as it's Miracle Sunday, I thought I would share why I give. Um, and it starts with the tithe for me. The foundation is the tithe. That's every time I get a paycheck, 10% of that goes directly to this church. Um, on top of that, in addition to that, is my vision builders. And that's an amount that's different. It's an amount that's a lot more. And I give to both of those because I want to build the church. I want to honor God. And it's a biblical principle as well. Um, but as you can imagine, those two things is a bit of a stretch for a university student. Um, But I'm happy to do that, and this is the first why, because I wholeheartedly believe that this church is the answer. It is the gateway into a relationship with Jesus where heaven and earth collide in a place where Jesus uh, is glorified and lives are transformed. And so because of that, um, I've prayed for a spirit of Joshua 24, 15, which says, uh, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And so with this scripture inside my heart, it kind of leads to the second point of why I give, is that I want to be a part of something that is greater than myself. 
I just don't want to give so that I get kicked back. I want to give so that we can be blessed, so that our children can go into a youth group, can go to a kids' church or a creche, so that someone else in 50 to 100 years' time can go to a church and encounter this presence of God that we might not even know, but that's something that I'm giving to because I want to believe in a vision that is greater than myself. And because of that, I'm happy to give up coffee money, takeaway money, um, going to the movies, burritos. How did that out of... Anyway, it's fine. Whatever, man, you guys. Um, two weeks ago, actually, I was upgrading my phone or looking to upgrade my phone because I don't know if you can see it. It's a little cracked um, and it's difficult to charge. The charging's broken. And I was literally halfway, no, at the end of the conversation with this guy. So I'd chosen the phone, chosen the plan, chosen the color, done all the background details and all that kind of stuff. And then he was finalizing something. And then, so he went away. And then I was just like waiting for him to come back. And then I got a little prompting to go, "Mm mm-mm. And I'm like, what do you mean, "Mm mm-mm? And he's like, "Mm mm-mm. I'm like... Lord is reading me the terms and conditions. I just can't bail out. And he's like, nope, you're not going to upgrade your phone. So I'm like, sorry, I'm going to call you back. Something's just come up. I don't know. Um, How do you explain that? Like, the Lord hath told me. Like, you know, you can't. um, And and so I went away and prayed about it. I was like, okay, that's weird. Yeah, we'll sort it out. And he said, this is what you're going to do. You're not going to upgrade your phone. You're going to keep this phone that you already have. Go on a SIM-only plan. Grab a wireless charger so that you can charge your phone. And the money that you're going to save from that, you're going to give into Rise and Build. And this phone is going to be a, a reminder for you that you're giving into something greater than yourself. That is why, as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. Um, yeah. So... Last year, as I was believing for what I was going to pray, uh, sorry, believing for what I was going to give while praying, um, I didn't have a job at the time. So I was like, oh, do I serve? Do I volunteer? How's this going to work? And he said, no, you're still going to give, but, and you're going to give a, an amount more than you ever have before. So I was like, okay. So I pledged that. A week after I gave the pledge, I got the job I was believing for for three months. Not only that, but the amount of money that I've been believing for from that job was doubled. Not only that, is that the job that I now currently have helps me or help me get experience to get into the course that I'm currently in. That is extremely competitive. Hundreds of people applied. 25 were accepted. Of those, I'm the youngest person amidst ex-GPs, professional psychology researchers, child psychologists. I'm out of my depth and it is a miracle because when we begin to build his house, he begins to build ours. Um, so God is good, and he'll just do that every time, and I want to encourage you in that. Um, and if we can bring up the scripture again, because I want to read the full scripture. And it says, But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself today whom you will serve. But the gods of your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates, meaning the influences of your past, or the gods of the Amorites in which your land you are, serving, you are living in, meaning the influences of the world we are in. But as for me and my household, today we will serve the Lord. So I ask you, 
Who are you serving? Are you a part of a vision that is greater than yourself? Are you building a church where Jesus is glorified and lives are transformed? And if you are encouraged to give, there's gonna be an opportunity at the end of this service to be a part of something where we can hopefully say that tonight, as for us in our house, we are serving the Lord. Thank you very much. Awesome. Fantastic. Now, I'm going to ask you, Sam, because I, I like, I, I'm going to explain a biblical principle so that we can understand something here. Uh, Jesus said in one point about charitable giving, don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing. Don't do it for glory from people. Okay. So charitable giving is where God moves on me to give something to a need or a person and not to blow my trumpet to say, aren't I amazing about it? Okay. In, in uh, the in Chronicles, David stands up and says, guys, we're going to build a house for God. Yeah. It's a corporate vision. It's not a charitable giving. It's, it's us together. And I want to inspire you yeah. to be a giver. And he lists out all the gold and all the silver and everything he gave publicly as an inspiration to people. And, and it was billions of dollars literally billions of dollars, he said, from my own personal world. And then he publicly listed what the leaders gave. And then it said, and because of that, the people gave willingly. So that's the reason that I ask people often to say, well, tell me what you're a uni student. Give us a a figure. It'll give us some context and it'll give us some inspiration. That's the thinking. So what was your figure, Sam? Uh, I gave $6,000 last year. Seriously? Yeah. As a university student? As a uni student. That's phenomenal. That is phenomenal. And that's why the miracle of the job came, right? Because it helped with university, so it's such a God thing. Um, so if you feel prompted, right? So did you, did you feel prompted in a meeting yeah. or praying at home, or what happened? Yeah. So I was actually in Vision Builders. We had Pastor Phil last yes, year. Yes. Yep. And then it was just that moment of yep, six thousand. God just gave you the um, figure. So sometimes God gives you the figure. Yes. Sometimes God gives you the thing to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I had that once. I saw my car keys being dropped into an offering yeah. basket. So God gives you like a picture. Yeah. Or sometimes you just work it out yourself. Yeah. And it's, uh, there is all, all of those are legitimate. Yeah. Exactly. Phenomenal. Thank you, Sam. Thank God you. bless. Come Thanks, on, put guys. your hands together. So powerful. <laughs> love it. Love it, love it, love it. My goodness. My goodness, setting up your future. All right, our next amazing young preacher, her name is Keely Mercer. And Keely has been, uh, got saved in our church a, couple, a few years ago. She gave her testimony here a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Keely is doing her second year internship. She is uh, running our junior high program on Sundays and as part of our whole youth team. And, and she is just a delightful young lady with a genuine heart for God. So I want you to stand and welcome Keely Mercer. I just want to um, thank and honor Pastor John and Danielle, um, especially because it's Vision Builders. You guys are both the ultimate vision casters. Um, the way that you guys talk about your why makes me even more passionate about this house, and you're both such generous and bold leaders, so thank you. Um, yeah, let's give um, I want to... Oh, sit down, everyone, please. <laughs> Sorry. Um... I want to talk about how we're not just building the physical house of God, but building a space for miracles to happen, for lives to be transformed. 
um, and why it's important to build the house out of love for God's people. Um, So in Psalm 92, verse 13 to 14, it says, Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green. The vision of this church and why we're building this house is so we can see new people come in and have their lives transformed by becoming planted, by finding connect groups, doing growth tracks, and alpha. Then once they know their gifts and start serving, eventually they eventually start on this path to discovering their purpose in God. So I want to put something out there at the time that might hit some people in the heart. You can't build the church for yourself. It's pretty much impossible. Building the church is about making a space as excellent as possible for new people to come in and go, wow, there's something different here. It's not just for us, it's for the hundreds of people on the Sunshine Coast who need God to touch their hearts and heal their hearts. When we live for others, we are so much more satisfied. When we are living by our own strength and only for our own benefit, we can never be good enough for society's standards. I just read a study that over in a 12-month period about people who gave their time to volunteer. And the results are amazing. 78% lowered their stress and 96% that it said that it enriched their sense of purpose. And I can tell you that God has a purpose for you and it's all about encouraging, inspiring and helping others. I've found this is exactly what has happened in my life. As I have served on the youth team for four years now, I have never felt so fulfilled. I invest in the house of God so that one day I can see my family in these seats, so that I can see my parents hand-to-hand agreeing in a prayer, so that I can see my brothers still in a peace with God and worship, so that I can see young people like me who were filled with anxiety and fear before they knew God come into this house and be set free. This is my why. What is your why? Why are you a vision builder? Again, our leaders, Pastor John and Dan, care so much about the next generation and seeing young people of the Sunshine Coast with their hearts set on God. But it's not just for us young people. There's people out there like your siblings, parents, friends, co-workers, and grandparents who struggle if not just as much, if not more, to find hope in this world. And with us building this house now, who knows what the future will look like? We're called to build the church because we're building, not building the church means building individuals' lives. We are building something that is not yet seen, whether that may be something you're believing for, a miracle or a financial breakthrough. When we build his house, he builds ours. So in the scripture I read out before, it says, planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. Let's get people planted in this house so they can flourish before God. Without being planted, you cannot flourish. It's like a flower trying to grow with its roots, without its roots being deep and firmly in the soil. It's just not going to work. It goes on. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green. Church, when we build a house, someone can be planted in and flourish. They will still bear fruit in old age. I have seen so many elderly people that at my work who I just want to scoop up and place at the feet of Jesus so they can heal their wounds, so they can heal their broken hearts, so they can soften their, their hard hearts. We are bringing people out of the darkness of this world and into a great light. We live in a world where people are selfish and consumed with themselves. Look, they want to look good and feel good, and it's all about me. But church, let's step away from that crowd. Let's give into something beyond us. Let's make a difference in the Sunshine Coast and in Melbourne, where we are here for the people who are lost. Once again, this is my why. This is why I give into Vision Builders. 
Yes, we are sacrificing in our finances by giving, but when I honestly think about it, do I need to go shopping on, for new clothes or do I need to invest in the house of God? Um, making a sacrifice in our finances can be hard, but it doesn't have to be huge. Just because the person next to you is giving $50 a month doesn't need, mean you need to. Pray about what you can sacrifice. Maybe you're like me and pro- could probably stop with the retail therapy and t- start putting that towards this. <laughs> Maybe you want to sacrifice your weekly takeout budget and give that. It really depends on your situation, but making a start is what counts. We're all contributing. Just because Bob gave X amount of money doesn't mean he gets extra brownie points in heaven. God knows your heart. He knows when we rebuild his house, it's to glorify his everlasting love that he has for every single person who walks through those doors. Last year, my first fruit, in my first fruits, I gave $100 in one moment because I had promises from God that he would give that he would increase my finances. I was only earning $100 or less a week at that time, but I trusted God and he came through for me. Now I'm earning more than double that a week and I thank God for it because realistically I shouldn't be getting the shifts that I am because I'm sacrificing my Tuesday, Friday, Friday nights and Sundays off for God. But I've never had so many calls from work asking me to cover someone and then getting placed into a new area that I had no idea how to do, but I knew that God had got me there. And now I'm seeing people at my work coming to me, asking me about God, and I get to share his good news. So right now, I want to give space for God to speak to you guys. What does he want you guys to sacrifice? What is, is there something that you can go without so that lives can be transformed? We have an amazing space here for people to come into and be a part of. So why not open the doors? I encourage you here tonight to give into Vision Builders because we're not just paying for the building or the renovations, but we're paving the way for new people to come in and for lives to be transformed. Thank you. Come on. Put your hands together for Keely. What? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh, I love it. The Bible talked about David and in Psalms. He said, I want to serve the purpose of God in my generation. And I reckon we've got a lot of people under 30 years old here in your generation. Uh, like my generation needs Jesus. But the only way they'll be transformed is if a generation says, well, it's not about me, like Healy just said. It's about laying my life down. You're only going to change a generation if you're prepared to sacrifice to make a difference. So put your hands together again for Keely. That was amazing. Amazing, amazing. Well, our third and final speaker, his name is Isaac Sansom. And uh, Isaac is a great leader in, in our house. Uh, he's been here since he was probably about this high as part of our church. And uh, right now he's a full-time student uh, living the dream that God put in his heart to become a doctor. Uh, Isaac actually, uh, he, he's talked about this before, but he knocked back some pretty uh, amazing opportunities that everybody said he was crazy uh, when he got... O- got into medical school after years of wanting to. I hope I'm not stealing your thunder. But it was, and the reason he knocked them back is because he felt like God had called him to be part of this church and part of the future of this house. And I love that spirit that's on him. He's, uh, uh, he and his beautiful wife, Sienna, run a, a young adult group on Friday night and they're team leaders here at church. So why don't you stand together and put your hands together for future doctor, Isaac Santam. Thank you, Pastor John. 
You guys are awesome. I'll just keep you standing while I uh, take this moment just to honor some amazing people in our church. Um, and that's Pastor Josh and Shekinah. Um, especially in the last few months, I've had the actual privilege like, of really getting to know you guys. And I can see so clearly why you are now put in the position you're put in, just the gifts on your life, the faithfulness in your heart, the way that you serve this church. And so I just want to thank you for your investment in my life and all of ours uh, as we just honor you as a, a family. You guys are awesome. You guys can all take your seats. Um, if you've got your Bibles, could you open with me to Matthew 6, 19 to 21? It says this, I'm reading from the NLT. Do not lay out for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But lay out for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I remember I was uh, 15 years old when I got my first job at uh, good old McDonald's. And um, if any other Maccas people out there. Um, and it was about that time of year that uh, I have such an amazing father and amazing parents. And they just said, look, you're starting to earn money now. It's about time you start putting into the house of God. Um, and so my pledge that year was uh, $5 a week. And that was a stretch when I was earning 50 a week. So, but it was just an amazing time. And what I looked back on in that year was just like the immense favor that God put on me as a young 15-year-old. And so what I decided the next year to do was to double my pledge. And then the following year, double my pledge. And then the following year, double my pledge. And so every year for the next four years, I would just double the amount that I'd give every year. And I continued doing that for quite a number of years. And then uh, following that, every year about this time, I would just spend some time with God and pray. And it was always that, always that question of God, what do you want me to give this year? Never, never should I give, it was always how much. And I found that as I did that, God would always give me an amount and that as I obeyed, he always, always blessed me. In 2018, my wife and I did the same thing. We prayed together and we believed for an amount, uh, which ended up being, oh, I think it was 80 a week. I've got to remember. I set up an automatic debit and I find that's the best way that I do it. So we started giving 80 a week and at the time it was a stretch, but um, something amazing happened. Uh, not so amazing, but I ended up getting into university as Pastor John said, um, which meant that I went from full-time work to less than part-time, which financially was like a bit of a stretch. So, but I had that pledge in my heart and I knew I wanted to fulfill it. And just in the last few weeks, I didn't even have this written down, but some of the investments that we had made a few years ago just started to uh, really start to go up in an amazing way. And so I was able to fulfill that pledge this week, which is awesome. Um, and an amazing thing that happened as well from when um, I started working at McDonald's and earning $50 a week, quite literally till I gave up full-time work at the end of um, last year, God had, had literally increased my uh, my salary more than 30 times. And, and that is a lot for um, a 21-year-old when I started as a scientist. It was just absolutely amazing. What I want to share with you guys tonight particularly um, is about the reason why I give. Um, we've seen that God's been so faithful in Keely's life, Sam's life, and so many others in this church, but I think the most important thing is the why. And for me, as I mentioned before, it began out of a discipline um, and obedience to my parents. They said it was something that I could do or should do, and I saw the, the favor on their life, and so I obeyed and did it. But over the last few years, something began to happen in my heart, and what I found was the reason why I gave, it just began to give me so much joy because I realized this, right? When we give, we get the most amazing opportunity to actually display God's our love for God the exact same way that He gave or He uh, showed His love for us. And it says this, right, in John 3, 16. We all know this verse, but it's so powerful. 
It says this, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And when I think about this, right, I realize that uh, giving is no financial issue, right? It's a heart issue. It becomes so clear when we read this. It says this, where your heart is, there your treasure will be also. You see, God's heart was so for us. He was so in love with us that he gave the most treasured, valued, beautiful thing that he could in Jesus Christ, right? And it's so amazing because then Jesus comes along and what does he do? He gives his life for us, right? You got to see that it is the nature of God to give. It is an act of love. And that's why when it says that the positions of our heart can be seen uh, by where our treasure is, it's so true. I read this quote the other day by Billy Graham and it came at an amazing time. For those who don't know who Billy Graham is, he's a amazing Christian evangelist that just recently passed. And he said this, he said, give me five minutes with someone's checkbook and I'll tell you where their heart is. This really, really hit me. You see where our heart is or when our heart is for God, right? And for his kingdom, it actually looks like something, right? It looks like generosity. It looks like giving. It looks like investing into where God's heart is. And so that's where I've just structured my life around, just being faithful for what God said to, for me to do. You see, when I uh, reflect on my life and kind of consider where I want it to go, there's always going to come a moment where we're going to stand before God. And I want in that moment, right, to hear good and faithful servant, that I've done with what God's given me, that I've blessed people, that I've given, that I've been faithful with my time, my thoughts, my money, everything that my life uh, encompasses, I want to give to Him. The reason I want to do that is because I want to give all that I can to God because He gave all of what He is to us, right? It says that Jesus laid His life down for us, right? That, that means to me that the greatest gift I can give God is laying mine down. And for me, that includes my finances. You see, we should give because he first gave and it's a natural result of someone who's in love. It's that simple. It's not about the amount, right? As I mentioned before, it's about the heart. It's about being faithful to the father who gave us Jesus and being faithful to Jesus who gave his own life for us. For me, that's what giving's all about. You see, it's an act of obedience, yes, but more, more than that, so much more than that, it's an act of love, a massive act of love. I just want to um, actually spend a minute uh, just speaking to you guys tonight and um, just wondering if you can all close your eyes just for a moment. Tonight, what I want you to do is just consider all that Jesus has done for you personally. Every miracle, every blessing, every word he's spoken to you, every dream, whether he's brought you freedom, whether he's brought you out of a dark place and into light, I just want you to keep those things in your mind. And out of love, I want you to ask him what he wants from you in this moment. For some of you, it might be the pledge amount that you're gonna give. Others, it might be a prompting to start asking him what that amount is. Others, he's gonna begin to give you dreams tonight. He's gonna give you pictures. He's gonna show you things that he's asking from you. And what I want you to do is I wanna encourage you that whatever it is he's saying to you, I want you to lovingly obey. I want to remind you tonight that he is so worth it. He is so worthy of our giving. The reward for forgiving just so outweighs the cost. And so I just pray right now, Holy Spirit. I ask, Lord, that you would open our eyes to see what you want us to do. Lord, I pray for everybody that we would have open ears. Jesus, that whatever you speak to us right now in this moment, Lord, that we would faithfully obey. Jesus, we thank you that no matter what it is you say to us, it's a yes. 
Lord, we thank you that as we stretch, as we give up some things for you, Lord God, we just thank you for all that you gave up for us. We thank you for laying your life down for us. We thank you, Father, for giving us Jesus. We thank you for the freedom that you've given us. We thank you for the lives that you've blessed us with. And so I just pray right now for every heart that's open to hear your word, Lord. I pray that you would speak clearly. I pray, Holy Ghost, that you would put not just an amount in their heart, but things to believe for. And Holy Spirit, I just thank you. As you remind us of your faithfulness, Lord, I pray that you would bless every listener right now. God, bless their finances, bless their marriages, bless their relationships, bless their families, their health. I pray, Holy Spirit, that even as we say yes in our hearts right now, that you would open up a miraculous season in our lives. Lord, we thank you for the honor of giving. We thank you for the opportunity to show you love how you loved us. We thank you, Holy Spirit. In your mighty name we pray, amen. Amen. Hand back over to Pastor John. Beautiful. Thank you, Isaac. Fantastic. So good. Giving is so much about the heart. So much about the heart. I love that. Where's your heart up to tonight? I want us, I want us to think about that question. What's your why? Uh, we've made these cards available just, just even as a part of it, the thought process. Why am I a vision builder? What's your why? Maybe your life's been transformed so much by Jesus in this church and you want to pay it forward. That's your why. Maybe you're like Danielle and I and you just see every, like honestly, I just stand here and watch people lead singing and stand up here and, and share testimonies and serve their hearts out. And I see so many lives that have been transformed in this house. I'm like, Lord, just one more, just one more. Just another one, just one more, God, would you transform lives in this place? That's my why. Plus, I'm all in for the vision that God's given us for the future of this house. So what's your why? You think about that. What are you sacrificing? It's pretty much the only way to give is sacrificing. It's going to cost something. What did it cost God? As he said, it cost his son. So what are you doing now? And then what are you believing for? God's going to... God will, as you sow seed, He will multiply that seed back to you, the Bible says. And if you want to know more about that, have a listen to this morning's message. It'll come out on podcast on Tuesday or on, on YouTube to help you to just get your thoughts right about the future. So we're going to take a, a couple of moments. I want you to fill out the card right now. Uh, just as Isaac prayed, I know the Holy Spirit's speaking to people and you're like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to have the courage to do that over the next 12 months. Whether you're a Macca's worker, come on, I love that. Whether you're a university student, whether you're, you're working your dream job, whether you're a business owner, at whatever level you're able to give, be a vision builder. And tonight's that night of making that pledge. So I'm going to give you a few moments just to fill those cards in. There are pens there, there's details on your seat. Lots of people like to give a, a first fruit, which is just a one-off offering, uh, and then a pledge for the next 12 months. I've found, uh, Danielle and I have always found, if we set it up to be regular, it just works. If I hope that the money is going to come from somewhere sometime uh, and don't actually make a specific plan for it, it becomes quite challenging when you get to June next year. It can kind of sneak up on you. So I know people are writing those cards out. This is what we're going to do in a few moments. If we can bring uh, the offering uh, buckets down the front. There's, we've got three offering buckets. We're just going to put one in front of each section here right now. 
And it, we're going we're gonna, to, in a moment, we're going to sing a song. I don't want you to go yet. Just don't leave. Even if you're not giving or participating right now, don't leave because this is a miracle moment for our church. This is, this is part of Miracle Sunday. And we're specifically bringing our offering out the front. We're, we're laying it down. We're saying, God, I'm giving this to you because an offering is an offering to God. And he sees the sacrifice. And in that moment, I'm believing things are shifting for our church right now. Doors are opening for us and for you. So uh, I'm going to ask our team to come, some of those ones we've already asked to come, David Marina, if you'll go over there, and Dan and Ebb, and uh, Josh, Jeremy, just some of our leadership team. We're going to pray for you as we come to give. So why don't we stand to our feet right now? Team, we're going to lead us as we sing, and just begin to bring your offering down the front and put it in that basket. It's an offering to Jesus right now. Come on. There's miracles being released in this place. Put your hands together. Give him praise.
Yes, yes. Father, tonight we thank you. You love sacrifice. It attracts your attention. It's an it's a aroma to you. And you said because of sacrifice that you will meet our needs according to your riches in glory. So I'm praying for every person who's given, every person who's stretched out, Lord, that you will open the windows of heaven. Even from this day on, financial miracles will begin to break loose. We dedicate this money to the building of your church. Father, we thank you that tonight as we give, doors are opening for this house, for our future and our facilities in the name of Jesus. I'm going to count to three. I want us to give God a shout of praise for everything that is breaking through in this place. Are you ready? One, two, three. 